the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Ooh yeah, living proud and living free. Woo! It's Friday night. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with us. It is the Friday going into Father's Day weekend. Which means it's busy everywhere. It is busy everywhere. However, well, well except a certain place. Mm-hmm, most places. We are dedicating tonight's Andrea K. Show to all the dads out there. The dads, the pops, the papas. All the different ways that people say dad or daddy. What did you call your dad, Skins? Pops. Pops. That's becoming more... And my, my kids have done the same for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my brother... My nephew calls my brother Pops. Um, mine wanted to be called Daddy. Not Dad. Um, of course, I, I, I only... I, I don't use the term Father... Um, because that's reserved for my Lord. Got lots of interesting answers to last hour's question, which was, who's your favorite TV dad? In fact, I got one. Um, I got an email, and you can always email me at andreacasio.com. Uh, our call-in number is 888-344-1170. You Back can da- here in the peanut gallery, we got another one for Red Fox. Red Fox? Oh, okay. People digging uh, father and son. What was... What was... Uh, what was... Uh, Fred Sanford's son's name. I don't remember the son's name. Lamont. Lamont. Lamont was like the voice of reason, but he was like the straight man to to the funny, right? Uh, Red Fox was, was something else. But I got an email from somebody saying Amos and Andy. I've never seen Amos and Andy. I've heard of it, never seen it either. Same thing here. I guess um, before our time, it was banned. I guess. Really? Yeah. He says, for years, uh, the families banned their funny show. I watched as a kid in the early 50s, but now just recently you can watch it on YouTube and Sanford and Son, too. So multiple people talking about Sanford and Son. Our operations manager here said Homer Simpson, and then I had to admit that I'd never seen an episode. I have to say, that shocks me. I know you don't like animation, but it's The Simpsons. No. You know, I... uh, No. I don't like animation. I don't like... Even as a kid, I didn't like it. I, I like to see actual humans... I like character-driven dramas. I like great comedy. Um, I'm into humans, okay? I'm not into artificial intelligence, and that remains to be the case tonight. Um, speaking of lack of intelligence, is the L.A. Dodgers. Because tonight, in case you guys forgot, June 16th tonight was going to be the day in which they were going to honor, give a community hero award to a group of transgender people who mock and make fun of 
of the Catholic Church, and they call themselves the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is just disgusting and foul. I heard a commercial today on another station here in San Diego today uh, mentioning the game tonight and how the Sisters of Perpetual... Uh, this is how a another station here in San Diego who claims to have conservative content described the Sisters of Perpetual Uh, indulgence earlier that they're a civic group that wears humorous costumes as they give aid to AIDS patients and I thought that's as twisted as Jimmy Carter describing Hamas as a charity organization no they're a nasty despicable group of individuals with hate in their hearts and so they choose to not just mock Catholics and nuns but what they do to the cross and Jesus on the cross and the way they depict it is absolutely horrific and the Dodgers got a lot of backlash for this and so initially they said they were going to cancel tonight not not tonight's not tonight's pride game to you know um, on pride night for LBGT but they initially said they were going to they backed off giving this group so they an got award. a lot of pushback they got a lot of pushback then they decided to go ahead and invite them. I kind of forgot all about it until I was cruising uh, Twitter during the break. And all of a sudden I see an empty, I mean an empty Dodgers stadium up in L.A. And then I see the sisters of perversion, the men dressed as women of perversion on the field getting booed in front of a crowd of nobody. Well, and I, and I had to take a quick look because I've gone to Dodger Stadium many times. And I have to say, when you get up to game time, the L.A. crowd usually is about 85 to 90 percent there. There's nobody there. No. There's more people outside praying than there is inside. The Catholics for Catholic protests that they planned and I reported on, I thought it was going to be a big nothing burger. In fact, I thought if you really want to show, you know, that, that you really want to protest, don't show up. Don't come to the game and then protest. Well, what they did was they blocked the entrance and there were thousands and thousands, including Jack Posobiec, who has a show on my my friends at Real America's Voice. His is Human Events Daily. It's at 11 a.m. Pacific time every day. I've met Poso. He's a great guy, former naval intelligence officer. And he's there as one of the other leaders in the crowd. And I'm talking thousands and thousands of people. And it is peaceful and they are praying. And this is and it, this is absolutely amazing what's taking place today. Last hour, I talked about these middle school students that were like, enough. They said, my pronouns are USA and we're wearing red and white and, and blue to school. America is done. Well, we like, have had it. And like I told you, Andrea, before the, before the, the second hour, uh, I've been there. I, I always used to go to Father's Day games at Dodger Stadium and also been there. Friday and Saturday beforehand. It's literally a packed weekend. Right, because baseball, as we talked about earlier, is more than football, is very much a family sport. It's a family activity. Families love to go to baseball together. You know, I've got family in Georgia, and back when my nieces were, like, still in diapers, the family, they'd all go to to the Braves games. Yep. Little girls didn't know, but they cheered, and they, you know, clapped. and Because, you know, baseball is easier for little kids to go and enjoy than football and it, and and then so it dawned on us during the break we were like what this is friday a friday evening the weather is absolutely glorious on father's day weekend it's a family store sport still america's pastime and dodger stadium is empty 
they've crossed when it came to the indictment there was a a phrase that was used that they've crossed the Rubicon with the indictment. I feel like somehow there's been a culmination in the past couple of months to where it's like this movement has crossed the Rubicon. They've just gone too far. And it's the way it's the forced participation. Nobody cares who you have sex with. They don't. Just don't shove it in our faces. And in particular, stop shoving it in our children's faces. And then even worse than that, Stop trying to recruit our children into it. When you were living your life, you wanted tolerance, you got it. Then you wanted validation. Well, nobody has to validate you, so that didn't affect our lives that they were demanding validation. But the forced participation, no. Particularly when it involves children. They've gone too far, and I think that this is a great sign. I think... It gives me a lot of hope, Andrea. Well, it's also that there's momentum that gets built when there's winning, right? It's kind of like, I don't know, baseball, because there's like 50,000 games every season. It's another reason why I can't get into it. It's like in football, there's, you know, you know, a little more than a dozen games, right? So it's easy to get caught up or whatever. Over 100 games in a season for baseball, yeah. Right. But but like with with football, and it may be the true, true with baseball, when it comes to, you know... sales or anything really once you start getting success breeds success they tell you the time to go and make another cold call is right after you got a sale because you're you're grooving man things are clicking right and i feel like the bud light we have this saying go woke go broken it really wasn't true until bud light they've lost their shirt They've come out today and tried to save face by saying that it's because, you know, people don't really drink beer anymore. <laughs> Tell that to the Bubba's in the oh, South. Okay. Don't watch baseball anymore. But yeah. People don't, people have lost their taste for beer. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, and that's why I think it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, the attendance for tonight is going to be low. I'm wondering, Father's Day weekend, if it's just going to continue to tank the entire weekend. Yeah, I don't know if this is just, uh, you know, um, this protest about this particular event at Dodger Stadium and whether or not people are going to go back to to Dodgers games. I don't know. Or they might be like me, because I told you, if they hold this event, and they did tonight, low Mm -hmm. attendance, but they still did, as a fan, unless the organization comes out and apologizes to the fans, I am done. I feel like you got to take a stand somewhere. Because this country, we haven't taken a stand and we, we've been steamrolled. Enough's enough. Enough's enough. Now they're preying on children. Now now they're recruiting children into pedophilia. I fe- they, and by the way, speaking of the Catholic Church, there's uh, Raheem Kassam, his National Pulse, was reporting that the world's, the country's largest Catholic group of Catholic ho- hospitals has approved that they're actually doing uh, transgender procedures on children. We've got to take a stand. Well, and this, you know, baseball is one of my, uh, I, I love baseball. It's, a, yeah. it's escapism for me. I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed the game. I've been a Dodger fan for decades. But at the end of the day, I'll still watch the sport, but I'm not watching this team. Not after this. No. It's tainted. I, I couldn't keep watching football. And let me tell you, that was a tough one to give up because I loved my football. I loved it. I watched every game. I, y'all know the story. I don't have to repeat it. I started every day with ESPN. I wasn't obsessed with the draft like a lot of people, but other than that, and it was year round. Well, you know, and, and then I actually caught myself. I was driving home the other night and I was listening to a Dodger game on the radio. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm not going to a game. And I got to thinking about it. I'm like, no, you know what? 
It's really not. I'm still if I listen to the game on the radio, I am still supporting them. Right. And it's kind of like Fox News. I get that people still like Jesse Waters. But look, you know, after what I reported last night about what Fox News, how they're harassing their employees with this LBGT stuff, trying to push them and demand and, you know, that they watch, you know, a read gay porn. It's no, we have to. No, I cannot support them as an organization. I cannot. I can't. No, like I said, if they come out and they, to me and every other fan that they've offended, if they come out and apologize to them, that's a different story. But I don't think they're going to do that. Right. And and I still don't know why nobody else. Have you heard anybody else talking about this Fox News Channel story with this pornography and LBGT no, push? No, this is the, the, you and I, 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 to my knowledge, are the only ones that have been covering it. Well, Matt, I, I saw it on Matt Walsh. He is the he is the just like Julie Kelly is the go to for Jan six. She's the go to for the Fed napping and all those court cases. She's the go to for the Trump uh, law cases against Trump. Uh, Matt Walsh is the one to go to for all things uh, woke and particularly tr- the transgender stuff. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to talk Gavin Newsolini because he was doing some kind of hand dance, jazz hands audition for So You Think He Can Dance to try to avoid the truth. He was tap dancing to try to avoid the truth of what's going on in San Francisco. Stay tuned for that. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Favorite dad in the movies. My favorite dad in the movies, just off the top of my head, is got to be Steve Martin in Father of the Bride. That was so great. He was just so sweet. And, you know, in spite of the fact that he ended up in jail because of his meltdown over the fact that there were, what, um, uh, eight hot dog buns in a pack and ten hot dogs in a pack. They're, the mismatch hot dog buns. I just love that movie so much. It's so funny. Do you have a favorite dad in I a movie? I have two. Two completely different movies. First one, actually, Steve Martin, but in Cheaper by the Dozen. Okay. That's a, that's a good movie. Excellent dad. Yeah. And the second one, uh, we haven't talked about it in a while, but it is true. And not really a father, but father figure, uh, but Maverick from Top Gun Maverick. How was, how was he a father because in, in he Maverick? he was a father figure You're, to any way that you Deuce can had passed away watching over him over the years. Okay. I was going to say, any way that you can get Maverick into the discussion. Well, you, you know gotta, me. I, well, it's better than you trying to tell me Darth Vader. Okay. Because I was going to not go. I was not going along with Darth Vader as a best dad in a movie. So that's another question for you guys out there. 888-344-1170. Favorite dad in a movie. Um, favorite gift you ever got as a father. My son, one year, uh, Kevin, so they have the different levels of Disneyland passes. And they mm-hmm. have that really premium one that has no uh, blockout days. You could go any day of the year. Really pricey. And I said I wasn't going to be able to get passes this year. He bought me a premium Disneyland pass. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> See, now I'm flashing on Dr. Huxwell again. Greatest TV dad ever. There was an episode... 
where he pulled out all of his Father's Day gifts, and they were terrible. There was like the light-up tie. <laughs> there was the the visor. I mean, it was like the worst Father's Day crap ever. And then he goes down and he shows everybody all his crap, and they all decide to get him like you know a de- gift. a decent Father's Day gift. It was one of my favorite episodes. It's so I hate when somebody you like so much you end up finding out is a total skeezer. <laughs> Bill Cosby. Then you try and forget it, but it's hard. There's no way to forget it. Speaking of skeezers, um, not that we ever thought Gavin Newsom was going to be anything else but a skeezer. Um, looks like the li- lines are, are starting to blow up again on Father's Day. Um, we got to talk Gavin Newsolini uh, here um, because he was posed a question about, um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but in addition to a hotel be where the hotel owner, I talked about, I think, with Elhoff on Wednesday night, there was a hotel owner who owns uh, Hyatt Hotel in downtown San Francisco, and he owns a hotel called Park, the Park, and he's just like, the crime is so bad. He's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm out of here. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to default on $725 million in loans because that's how much I'm out of here because the crime is just so bad that there's just no way to operate my hotel. Then today there was a big announcement that the Westfield Mall is closing down. Um, in fact, it's so dangerous there that the Good Morning America reporter says, I can't even report from the mall because I'm told it's so dangerous. That's how bad it is in San Francisco. We've already reported that Walgreens is shut down. I think there was another store. Was it? It wasn't Abercrombie, but it was like one of these, one of these shishi lefty stores that spent I don't know how much money on their uh, business, like thirty million dollars or something, and had to shut it down. Um, so uh, Gavin Newsom is in an interview. And he's asked about, hey, you know, why, why is, you know, um, why are the businesses, why are you close, losing businesses right and left? Is this not due to democratic policies? And here's Gavin Mussolini's weapons grade gas, uh, gaslighting about the subject. And then we'll go to the phones. It, clip five. See what's happening there. We do see businesses moving out for various reasons, but some of them saying they're concerned about the crime in the area. When you see that happening to your beloved city, what goes through your mind, and, and do you think something's going wrong there? Oh, I think they're, they're struggling to recover from the pandemic. They're struggling uh, to come back. They're struggling with the, the, the macroeconomic shifts, particularly as it relates to uh, telework, as it relates to what's the future of a downtown. Is it stacking of offices or stacking of people? And they're in the process of rezoning and rebirth and reimagination. By the way, I've seen that in San Francisco for decades. Rebirth and reimagination. That's what's going on. Not crime. <laughs> it's not because we had to put, produce poop maps to tell everybody uh, how to avoid the, the crime ridden homeless populations as they're pooping on the street. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. <laughs> so funny. Uh, all right. We're going to go back to the phones. Uh, Tisha's on the line from San Diego. She's got a favorite TV dad, favorite dad in TVs and movies. Hi, Tisha. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi. Hi. Of course, um, my favorite movie dad was when Delroy Lindo, I don't know if you saw the movie This Christmas. I didn't see This Christmas. Who? Uh- it's with Loretta. He pays Loretta Devine's boyfriend because there's a whole backstory about why they haven't gotten married yet. Oh, I love Loretta Devine. She, Loretta Devine, she's the same actress that was on A Different World, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, yes. yeah. I love her so it much. Like uh, Sharon Leo, Loretta Devon, Regina yeah. King, Chris Brown, Idris Elba in the movie. Oh, I'm Idris Elba! You just got my attention. Idris Elba. <laughs> Andrea loved him. <laughs> yes, I love him. That's my movie husband. But <laughs> that's your, that's her movie husband. No, he's mine, girl. He's mine. Go. Okay. I love how he portrayed Delroy Lindo. I think his name is how he portrayed him and he raised the kids and yes. kept things in order and they held him. It was an a, a honorable movie. Yes. Yes. That was... And then my other favorite movie is with Idris Elba and Daddy's Little Girls. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm going to have to watch that this he weekend. the father who lost his children. The mother was like dating a drug dealer or something and the the, the maternal grandmother left... Um. <sighs> Wrote a letter for him. He loses the kids. He has his girls, three girls. He loses them, and then he's fighting to get them back. Oh, yeah, Idris, El- I want Idris. Problem. I want Idris Elba, El- Elba to fight to get me. That's what I want. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch. <laughs> uh, thanks for calling, Tisha. I'm going to watch that this weekend. That's definitely All on right. my my watch list. Thank you. All right, Alma from San Marcos or Alma. I hope I didn't mispronounce that. From San Marcos is on Hi. the line. Hey, Alma. Hi. Um, it's another Steve Martin film, and it's called Parenthood. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Did you see that movie, Skins? It's got Diane Weist in it, I think is how you say her name. What's the name of the movie again? Parenthood. Parenthood. I I have seen that. That's good. That's a hilarious movie. I don't think I've seen that since it came out. I might have to watch that that this weekend, too. Any favorite dad from TV? Um, well, hello? Hi. Oh, hi. Sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, so another one or, I mean... Yeah, another one. Another another favorite movie, Dad, or one from TV? Oh, from TV. Um, gosh, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I just saw another one. I think it was called Pretty... Or um, something Boy um, with Steve Carell. His son was on drugs. That was really. Oh, sweet. I know what movie you're talking about. Is it that Prince was. Boy? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that's what it was. That was really dramatic. <gasps> that one. That one touched my heart. That's a good movie. That's a good but. movie. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you. No, you were talking about Idris Elba, and I always mm-hmm. say his name wrong. Uh, Me but too. he did a movie. It was it was supposed to be kind of like a, a horror movie with Jaws, but it was with a lion. I and saw he, that. You did see it? I did see it. He's a really good dad in that movie. Uh, yes. I thought that was a great movie. Of course, you know that I would think anything that Idris Elba was in. I thought that should have gonna... been uh, higher in the box office. Me too. I, I thought it was exciting. I thought it was great. I thought it had some really good moments where I was like, <gasps> where I sucked all the oxygen out of the room. I it was thought pretty that suspenseful. Was, I thought he was it very was really good. He was a good, strong father. And I thought the, the his daughters, the actresses who played his daughters in that did a really good job because they were young. Young. They were, and that's hard. I mean, I thought they were better. I thought they were better in that than the kids from Jurassic Park. I thought those oh, I girls. Agree. I thought those girls did better the acting. Ones in, I love Jurassic Park. It's mm-hmm. a great movie. I didn't find the kids believable. Me neither. You could tell that 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 
as actors, just like in that movie, The Lion or whatever it was, they're having to look at nothing and pretend that they're seeing a scary lion come at them. Cause and it's, they were great. They were great in that. The kids in Jurassic Park weren't for me. Um, the, the Everything else made that movie for me and was really good. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more to talk about, so don't you go anywhere. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Speaking of donuts, there was a standoff at the donut star in Hillcrest. Evidently, it came to a peaceful resolution. The guy's in custody, but of course, people before the show were making cracks that you know, if AK ever breaks bad, it would be at a donut shop. <laughs> I'm holding a sit-in to eat all the donuts I want. And I'm not leaving until I've had everything I want. That's a great movie. (laughs) Um, Do I have to get... I'm having so much fun talking about TV dads and movie dads that I hate that I've got to actually get back in serious and get into some politics. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week coming up a little bit later. Um, I feel like I had a great discussion last night and a great debate with Justin Hart. He's got a show here on the weekends. Great guy. Um, You know, even though we have a difference of opinion about DeSantis and Trump, I would tell you that um, he is a, a, a true conservative. And I got some great emails about it. Okay. So somebody said that we fight like uh, we're we're great fighters, like a good husband and wife. Um, of course, other uh, most of the emails were people agreed with my point of view, um, but I do think people. Uh, only one person was like, "Get him off! He's a DeSantis." You sounded supporter. like brother and sister to me. Yes. So in fact, it did remind me. He does remind me a little bit of my brother Tim. Um, but I, I, I'm still not on the, the the DeSantis. I get the that Trump isn't perfect and he made mistakes, but DeSantis, there's just something not true about him as as a true conservative. There's something that's not adding up, and I it, there's a lot of and I'm concerned that there's smoke smoke and mirrors going on about who he really is. For example, when I was talking to Justin about the deep state last night. Um, you know, he has not, I kept being told that once he finally threw his hat in the ring and actually declared he would come out more forcefully on the deep state that when he mentioned the Alvin Bragg thing, he wasn't running for president yet. He's still, he's still not, he's still not forceful on the deep state. He hasn't addressed what's happening with the deep state in the state of Florida when FBI whistleblower came forward. Um, he's not where where is he this week on Joe Biden's corruption and graft? Where is his shock and dismay that 20 Republicans refused to censure a man who lied, who was the who was sat on the Intel committee and lied to the American people in order to prop up a phony, illegal coup attempt to unseat a free and fairly elected Republican? He's nowhere He's saying nothing. Today, Comer, Representative Comer, came out and said, we expect to identify not just $10 million from the bribery scheme, but 20 to $30 million in new Biden bank records. And by the way, I'm old enough to remember all of the upset and, oh, where's Trump's tax records? And we need to dig through his tax records like, like a, a, a proctology exam. Yet listen to this, clip four. 
What number are you up to now? How much have you identified of the money he's taken in from foreign? We have more bank. We have more bank records coming in, but but we're going to exceed 10 million this week. And I think we'll get up between 20 and 30 million dollars. 20 and 30 million dollars in a bribery scheme. Where was the IRS going through his tax returns? Because we know that one of their LLCs showed in 2017, 10 million dollars. It was unaccounted for. How much do you need? Yeah, exactly. And yet DeSantis is saying nothing about it. Instead, he did, and I don't know, he did a big press conference yesterday and announced a bunch of stuff that, you know, um, was related to Florida as governor, um, I guess, to try to assuage those that are upset that he ran for governor with a law stating that you can't be governor and run for president. Went ahead and ran for governor, then got his buddies in the Florida state representatives to change the law for him. Think about that. Is that not dictator like? Oh, we're just going to change the law Convenient. so I can pursue my my power, you know, um, plans. I can pursue my 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 power ambitions while, you know, having my cake and eating it, too. No, dude, you need to choose. Right. So I and, and there's a lot of Floridians that are very upset about it. So I think part of his press conference and some of his announcements were meant to assuage those people as well as try to project somehow that he's going to be a great president. One of the things that Skins had to get an earful from me um, that really annoyed me was his tax plan for parents. Skins, if you can play that clip, please. It was from last night. You had the one on MRI. I thought it was babies and toddlers. Babies and toddlers. Uh, so we were able to do permanent sales tax exemption on all baby and toddler items. So cribs, strollers, diapers, wipes, uh, children's clothing, anything for age five and under is now tax-free in the state of Florida starting July 1st. And so that's going to make it easier to raise kids. Oh, sucky, sucky. That tear ticked me off. You want to know why? So what? Some poor single mother with a six-year-old doesn't get any, doesn't get her necessary, ba- you know, t- child uh, for, uh, object necessary stuff for free, right? So I guess some poor single mother or family with kids that that are you know triplets at six or have kids six, seven, eight. I guess they're going to have to wear five-year-old clothing so that they can get it for free. How is that conservatism? That is liberalism. What, what, do, what do these lefties do? They love to use the tax code to push their social crap. And it's always discriminatory and arbitrary. And that's what this is. And when I worked in corporate America, I always got really angry at the moms there that thought that they should get a better benefits package than me because they were parents. Your lifestyle choice does not make you any more important than me. So now now Governor Governor DeSantis is now giving tax breaks to parents, but not to people that choose not to have a kid. Maybe there's some women out there and some married couples that would love to have kids, but don't have the money to afford it. And they're barely scraping by buying toothpaste. So now we're going to reward people that probably that maybe shouldn't even afford to have shouldn't even have kids because they can't afford it. And now they're going to get a tax break while other people making more responsible choices are not going to get a tax break. This is liberalism cloaked under the phony guys 
of anti-woke. Because we're the party that loves kids. It's the kind of thing that sounds good on its face, on a bumper sticker, and it's incredibly duplicitous and manipulative. And it's liberalism in disguise. When I was a young single gal, there was, there was a time where I had $5 to eat for a week and I bought a sack of potatoes. And my family was like, why didn't you tell us you had no money? Because I, I, you know, I'm an adult. I've got a college degree. I just moved out here. I'm trying to restart my life. It's my responsibility. That's how skint I was at times in my adulthood. And you know what? I still had to pay for my necessary items, my feminine unmentionables and beyond, my toothpaste and everything else. So again, why should some parent get, get to go to the grocery store and, get, and not have to pay taxes on, on items that are necessary for their life, but I don't? It's bad policy. Bad, bad, bad. Do you, do you disagree with me? Tell me I'm wrong. You can, you can, I'm, I'm open to arguments, but I think that when, as conservatives, we're not supposed to be arbitrarily deciding. Aren't you supposed to be making things better for everybody? Better for everybody. Low taxation and low regulation for everybody. And then on top of it, he banned direct sales from car manufacturers to the consumer, um, which would give you a break and, and cut out the middleman like a dealership. But he made one exemption. And guess what car company it was for? Tesla. Elon Musk, Tesla. They can sell directly to the consumer in Florida, but nobody else can. This guy is the true conservative. Mm, uh, It's not smelling that way to me. Carve out for the richest man in the world so so he can sell his electric vehicles. Not good. Not good, DeSantis. Special privileges for Tesla, but not for Disney. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Although he actually did some carve outs for Disney before he decided to go to go uh, brand himself as Mr. Anti-Woke. In fact, some of the privileges that he proudly recalled were ones that he had signed into law. We're going to take a break. We come back here of the week and stink of the week. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I think one of the things I'm going to do this weekend is I'm going to listen to some of the Joe Rogan RFK Jr. uh session that they did. Evidently it was like 3 hours long. Um, but I think that it, that RFK Jr., the, it, the more that he's getting exposure, the more it thinks everybody like for 2024 is talking about DeSantis versus Trump. Uh, but I think that RFK Jr., the more exposure he gets and like doing a Joe Rogan show just really just it got him so much additional exposure. He's the already, Dems are worried about him. And you know what? So are the Republicans. I think that I would be. I think the one thing that could really change both sides of the aisle for the race in 2024 is RFK Jr. He has the highest likability ratings of anybody running right now without being given hardly any legacy media. He is at 20%. 
half the half the country don't even probably know who he is because we don't we don't really teach history anymore. That since JFK Jr. since J not Jr. since JFK would be considered a far right kook. I don't think kids are being taught in school about JFK. No. Uh, right. So, uh, you know, I don't know that the 30, the kids in their 20s and 30s crowd know who he is, know I mean, anything about JFK. Angry in about 2000 and they are uh, not not 2000. I'm sorry. It was uh, 2020 and very little. They were taught very little. Yeah. So I, I, I think that for him to be a 20 percent. With no real legacy media give, and when he did ABC News, they cut out any of the good stuff and said we can't air it because of his views. I think if he starts, if he actually does start getting more and more traction, or if the Democrats are forced to have debates under pressure from their constituents, I think he, I think that he really could change the race for for everybody because he is more conservative in some of his views than most of the Republican Party. Most of the Republican Party, even James Comer is doing all this investigations uh, right now on Joe Biden and the bribery scheme. When he had former CDC director uh, Rochelle Walensky um, and he was confronting her on the big tech silencing and stuff that was going on, she says at one point about how the shots had saved so many lives and were necessary. And he goes, yes, yes. And he like started agreeing with her. I mean, Rand Paul, I mean, there's almost nobody in the Republican Party that has not gotten on board with these shots, probably because they probably all have stock in Pfizer. Right. Um, so he's not just conservative. He's authentic. He's authentic and genuine. And I think that one of the reasons why both parties want him to be silenced is because of his views on big pharma. He was asked, uh, what's this with, you know, are you anti-vax or, or not? And he's like, no, that's a pejorative that's been thrown his way because they don't want the American people to hear him and what he has to say. They don't want to hear a message of freedom in regards to lockdowns and masks and all those controls. They don't want to hear, they, you know, look, our it, big pharma, it's all about money going on with our government. Joe Biden's not the only one corrupt. He's not the only one that goes to D.C. worth a you know um, you know worth nothing and coming out worth two hundred million dollars. So I, I think that if he does start getting more and more exposure and start and and if he was ever to get on debate stage, I think the Republican Party wants to keep him off the debate stage as much as as uh, the Democrats. Oh, sure, do. because he'll come out looking like the strong alternative. Yeah. Not not even necessarily alternative as president, but it's going to be such an indictment of both parties from a policy standpoint. And it will force maybe Trump himself to have to um, admit some mistakes with COVID. It would force the Democrat. I mean, what, the, what it would expose in both parties, just like Trump has exposed the deep state. RFK Jr. He he basically said to Joe Rogan that he, that he Joe Rogan said when you're talking about your uncle being killed by the U.S. government, does that make you scared? Do you feel like you need security? And he said yes. He's attractive. He's articulate. There's no anger. You just you get an authenticity and a genuineness about him that is scaring both parties right now. And anytime you have that going on, I got to be paying attention to this guy.
He's similar to the what in different ways, but he's very similar to the way Trump was in 2016. Now, does that mean that I'm like, yes, I want to vote for him for president? You know, his he's got some policy positions that are great concern to me, but I want his opinions heard. I want him heard because of how it could affect the Republican race and our nation in general. Um, so you got a hero and a stink this week. Uh, you just you you just mentioned him, and you know, RFK is for. Even if I did not vote for him, it doesn't matter. He's bringing so much truth to what both sides should be paying attention to. And I really hope he gets that exposure that you've been talking about. And your stink? Uh, the sisters of perpetual unclassiness that were at Dodger Stadium tonight. And, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry that they're out there on the field, but it looks like uh, the public voice has been heard. Well, yeah, um, they were out on the field waving and accepting their award in front of about two people who were booing them. Um, my hero of the week is, and those, and, and those kids that, that said their pronouns yep. are USA. Those are, that's my heroes of the week. That's, that takes real guts. Yes. They're being attacked by their school officials because they, we need, we, they're doing the work of the Republican party. That's not doing the Republican party should be set, should have been there on that South lawn of the white house with that crap going on with the pride flag, violating our, our, our flag orders and the way the protocols are for our flag and should have said, this is, this is disgusting. This is, you know, um, our pronouns are USA. Um, so my heroes are those kids runner up might have to be the Fox news guy because when you, who put, who put, referred to Biden as a wannabe dictator on the Chiron because that's a hero. Somebody who's willing to sacrifice a job for truth. He had enough. Yeah. That somebody willing to sacrifice something for truth is a hero for me. Stink of the week is the 20 Republicans who would not vote to censure Adam Schiff, who lied to the American Should people. Have been a party line vote. Lied to the American people in order to further an unconstitutional, a constitutional crisis and a coup attempt. We don't have representation in America. We don't. It's time for us to take take our country back. And those Catholic protesters up in, at the Dodgers Stadium tonight, that's one way to do it. Those kids in the schools, that, that middle they're school. They're heroes too. They're, that, yeah, that's this. we got to take our country back. We got to do it. And you do it by inflicting pain on them. And one, one way to inflict pain is at the pocketbook. At the pocketbook, as well as some lawfare. We need to get in the courts. And, do, and, and the woman who was fired by Starbucks uh, sued. I don't have time to get into the details of it. Sued and said she was being fired because she was white and she won $25 million. This is how we win. This is how we win. All right. Have a wonderful Father's Day weekend. We celebrate you dads out there and we will see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.